Just a quick note before the episode begins, the PIP podcast is for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a doctor or a healthcare professional. Welcome to the PIP podcast where we speak unapologetically about everything that affects people with uteruses. Funky poops, periods, chronic pain, you name it. PIP is here to talk about it with plenty of laughs. So let's get pippin'. Hello and welcome back to the PIP podcast. How have you been, Amanda? Pretty good. Can't complain. I'm really excited about this week's episode. Me too. Our first guest of the year. First guest of season duh. Yes. Season two. (laughs) How many languages can we say two in collectively? I can say it in four or five languages. De, dos, due, do, two, five. We hit five. There you go. Boom. That's not bad. bad. Yeah. And actually, we have alluded to our guest a a few times, actually. Yeah. There's some foreshadowing in there. If you didn't pick it up, then you have to re-listen to every single episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And this was before we even asked her to come on. So we have a a guest. Her name is Michelle Milharis, and she is the face behind the happy pelvis. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't already ring bells, she is behind the beautiful infograph that we have talked to before, specifically in the episode with Endo Events with Tammy and Leah. Yeah, she is pretty sweet. And if you don't follow her, you should. Yeah. Instagram. She'll give all those deets at the end of this episode. Yes. So she is a peer health navigator and a pelvic health advocate. She is a Toronto girly like myself. And Mm -hmm. as I said, she is the six. (laughs) Drake's hometown. Yeah. Represent. Not the Uh, capital not okay i keep seeing those tiktoks where the guys like for five dollars is it toronto name the capital of canada and everyone's like i've heard people be like quebec and it's like quebec and it's like what but everyone's like toronto one time i saw one and the person was like alberta and i was like honey no one cares about alberta no offense it's definitely Alberta. Or you know what's crazy is when you listen to... Except for we do care care about uh, some people. Some, <laughs> <Not> yeah. <Alberta. laughs> like, you know when you watch sports, but you watch, like, the U.S. broadcast instead of, like, the local broadcast, and they're all like, they pass it to Toronto. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Toronto. Toronto. Hard on the T. Not no. an OE at the end. <laughs> no. There's actually there's like bumper stickers that people put like on their bikes and stuff in the city. And it's like T also people who ride bikes in Toronto are a whole other kind of person. Oh my god. No, they're like... they're a different breed of human. Like I could never to live. <laughs> I would never bike in, in the city. But no, they have these like... like stickers and it's like T-U-R-O-N-N-O for like Toronto. <laughs> Because, yeah, the T is just silent. Yeah. There's yeah. no T in a lot of Ontarian slang, I would say. Yeah. But it's like, like Ottawa. Like, you don't say Ottawa. It's like Ottawa. It's almost like it's D. Ottawa. 
Yeah. We don't enunciate here. You don't say here. otter. Or you do say otter. Or an you otter. say otter. It, ah, it's almost like a TD, like it's an otter. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a question. Yeah. I don't have the answer to. I would love to have like a linguist like break that down. Like, where mm-hmm. do our T's go? I should have asked that today. I was in a writing course. <laughs> Yeah, you should. Ooh, Ooh, fun, fancy. <laughs> it was actually Anyways, pretty. Good. We digress. <laughs> yeah. So enough about us. Let's uh, get to the episode. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna just reintroduce her. Uh, but yeah, so she's the face and the voice behind the Happy Pelvis, which is a platform she's created to dedicate spreading awareness about pelvic health. And how fitting is it? I think that she's our first guest of season two because, like, flashback to us this time last year we did not know what pelvic health was oh yeah like like we still we were like we were like peeing for for shits and giggles still oh yeah I was we were just in case all the time just in case right all that just in case peeing oh and the clench oh the clench I I'm so hyperly aware of that now that I'm always Mm -hmm. like relax yeah same I can like feel it I'm like oh relax your jaw literally literally um so I think it's like it's it's we have matured in pelvic health to now have her on meaningfully yeah and also we know that it's like a good idea when you're about to give birth to see a pelvic floor physiotherapist because and also just like because also everyone has pelvic floors yeah we all do Mm -hmm. animals have pelvic floors yep (laughs) We oh, all man, should I have. They wish they had a Laura in their life. <laughs> oh my God! Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Michelle. <laughs> and Michelle. Yeah. So we're super pumped to have her on. She does a lot of initiatives and projects with the Happy Pelvis. I also just love the name of her brand, like the Happy Pelvis. Like, yeah, I wouldn't say mine's happy, but I, I would say mine's happier. Yeah, mine's come see, come saw. <laughs> so so. <laughs> Yeah, so so, because my yeah. jaw is like super tight right now. <laughs> I started mouth taping probably two weeks ago before sleeping, oh. and I feel like my face is. This is so anecdotal, but like I feel like my face is less puffy in the mornings, and I also feel like I'm not. What is face taping? Like you tape your mouth when you go to bed. Like you put like medical tape so you don't like sleep with your jaw hanging open. Oh, so you close your mouth. Yeah, it's taped shut. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't it's know actually, it's not as spooky as I thought it was going to be. And I feel like my job, like my TMJ, like it's been too short of a time period to tell for sure. And I just had acupuncture on my face like less than a week ago, but it feels pretty good so far. So far, so good. Okay. Okay. I might, I might, I might give it a shot. Yeah. I'll show you how it works. I'll show you the reins. <laughs> Yeah, I had some medical tape because I sprayed my finger, like, just the other day. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, wasn't great. What's the worst? Like, fingers and toes, because they never heal. They never heal right. Nope. Hurts yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, let's bring Michelle on, the let's happy pelvis, and let's dive even deeper than we did a year ago about... Because it's season two, baby. season two, baby, all about the pelvic floor. So, without further ado, 
Here is our episode with Michelle from the Happy Pelvis. Enjoy. Enjoy. So I want to welcome Michelle Harris, who is of the Happy Pelvis, onto the podcast. She is a peer health navigator and public health advocate, um, GTA girly like myself. Um, and she is the voice and face behind the Happy Pelvis, which is a platform dedicated to spreading awareness about pelvic health. So welcome to the PIP podcast, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda and Veronica. It's yeah. an incredible opportunity to be of a guest course. on here. We were saying actually, what? this is foreshadowing. Hours. Yes, absolutely. First and foremost. And then this kind of foreshadowed because we've had a few guests on in season one who like talked about your work and we've talked about mm-hmm. your um, poster that you made um, for with uh, that was at the endo events last year, which I have up in my office. Um, so that poster is up in a law firm. And every time someone comes into my office, it's like the first thing they see is this like bright yellow poster about endo and pelvic health. So I, I feel like it's that. just been, it's just been waiting. We've just been I waiting. <laughs> I I've given it to my physical therapist. It's up in all of their rooms. I love seeing the bright yellow pop out and mm-hmm. apparently everybody's asking questions about it. So it is it's really such exciting a good to combo hear. starter. And like, especially because I have like a lot of men who work at my office mm. and they'll come in. I'm just like, yeah, look at it. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk. There's some vagina <laughs> yes. talk happening right about now. <laughs> yes. yes. Painful so- defecation. Painful yes. urination. It hurts to <laughs> shit. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. I look at it every single day. So um, I also would love if we could post it on our socials that would be great yes there's absolutely. a one that we can put on instagram because i've talked about it a few times i don't think like unless they follow i don't think anyone knows um what it looks like but actually our friends at uh moontime creations previously known as moontime sisters just um did i say their new name right moontime yeah. connections connection i was like moontime i think i just said creation yeah, yeah i saw that they posted it the other day they came on our um on our podcast in season one so it's like it's getting out there i love it so it just makes sense that you're here first guest of our season two thank you so, so much absolutely yeah, everybody working you. in the business of uterus uteruses and pelvises and health <laughs> yeah. and everything yeah all the connections it's it's nice also to see that like is that why you designed it like why did you pick the color yellow can like let's Maybe we can yeah. dive into this poster a little sure. bit more. Yeah, and then you and then you can introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> combine it, whatever you want to do. I just have so many questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can. Uh, you can always edit it. You can like move this to like another area of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, if Veronica, you want. come um, on. <laughs> I'm probably not going to do that because I'm so lazy. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's start with the poster. Um, the poster originated when I started the Happy Pelvis. So let's rewind. I think it was 2018 is when my health really derailed and I started the Happy Pelvis. And it was an outlet for me to, to share my journey, but also like educate and tell others like, hey, there's these conditions that are really affecting people. It's really affecting me and I need help. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I decided to um, create posters for endometriosis, for interstitial cystitis, and pelvic floor dysfunction. And then 
I volunteered with an endometriosis organization um, in British Columbia, the Endometriosis Education Organization of Canada. And oh. we tweaked the poster a little bit, but then my time with that organization ended. And I decided, hey, you know what? This is still a great opportunity for me to spread awareness. So mm -hmm. I decided to take that forward and um, sort of create a piece that was shareable and um, accurate. So I teamed up with um, Tammy and Leah from endometriosis events mm -hmm. nice. and we finalized the posters and they were doing a rally and a petition so all these things were coming into play that I thought this might be a great opportunity to provide the community and patients who are coming so they can have a poster and send to uh, their physical therapists or their doctor's offices. So there's just mm -hmm. more awareness, just like you guys putting it up in a law office, which is incredible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so um, yeah, and now um, I have translated it to French and nice. working with Moontime Connections. And we're going to distribute that to um, different chapters that are in the East Coast with French language. So they're giving these posters um, a part of these menstruation packages. So when mm -hmm. they do these events, this poster can be displayed and the people a part of that event can read about endometriosis and um, learn a little bit more about it. That's awesome. Wow. I love that so much. You know, um, Planned Parenthood should really get in connection too mm -hmm. with you. Fertility, yeah. Yeah, fertility clinics, yeah. like all those things. Because mm -hmm. like, that's so important. <laughs> it's it's astonishing that when you walk into like a doctor's office, you're just bombarded with like pharma all oh, the time. Oh my gosh, yeah. All the yeah. things that are on the table, like it's just yeah advertising and it's, not educational <laughs> well yeah. there is education in it but as we know it's not always accurate so but also just like a crude drawing of like a ball sack like I'd, I'd prefer yeah. to see <laughs> a fun graphic yellow and like, like the girl's like not happy on the thing she's like sad in the middle but it's like in your face with like facts and like it just makes you see feel seen even if I guess you, I mean, I have endometriosis, so I feel seen seeing it, but like Amanda doesn't even seeing it. She's like, yes. Well, mm -hmm. there's like a way to go about things, right? Yeah. Like when you present things in the healthcare field does not really do a great job at that at all. Like, mm -hmm. There's no bedside banner. There's no like equitable kind of like ways that they present information like it's all like jargon and everything like that like yeah you're like what is this like yeah <laughs> like there's what's the word I'm looking for like the uh translation of, of like the medical terms like everything is very cold and it's yeah there's a word I'm looking for it's not coming to me knowledge translation that's mm -hmm. it um, that's very difficult within that space and a lot of people unfortunately leave the offices confused but mm -hmm. having these posters up there getting people's attention with these bright bold posters hopefully can start changing conversations so can you pay 
we build on that, Michelle? So you you kind of alluded to why you started the Happy Pelvis and then what brought you into making the beautiful poster. But, you know, is there anything else that really is part of your like origin story with the Happy Pelvis that builds on that or adds to it or maybe deviates a little bit? Yeah. I'd like to hear more yeah. about you and, and like why you're here and mm-hmm. why you even wanted to come on this podcast with us. <laughs> why would you want to talk to us? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, first off, your platform, like it provides such an important space to have these conversations. And I'm so grateful and I'm sure everybody listening is. Um, so thank you again. Um, oh. so again, I don't have to take compliments, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just working gonna, on like, it. Slide away. Now. <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible with compliments till you hear me be like, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Change subject. <laughs> like, Are you sure? <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess starting with my, my background as to that, why I started the happy pelvis is because I have. I've lived with chronic pelvic pain most of my life um, since childhood. I had an incident. I was going down a tobogganing hill with my dad and my sister, and it wasn't the softest snow. It was pretty icy, and I fell off the back, and I, like, sort of bounced down the hill right on my sacrum and my tailbone. (laughs) And my dad slid off, too. He hurt himself but he got better. His pain went away and mine never did. Never did. And I would ask the doctor and they'd touch it. They'd do an x-ray. They're like, it's not fractured. It's fine. You're all good. Um, so I ne- it never got resolved as a child. And it was just something I had to adapt to. And I had to like move around a little bit when I sat. So I would accommodate my tailbone so it wouldn't hurt so much. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you were overcompensating for it. Yeah. Which always causes more issues. <laughs> then I I think like that was just like the, the starting point of problems for me, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Um, my journey is pretty long. And like when I talk to people, I've been getting better at like trying to condense it. So I'll do my best <laughs> right now because I'm sure you guys can relate like yeah but we want to with... hear about it like yeah, yeah why yeah. are you hearing people want to hear about that shit too so all the nitty it all out. <laughs> <Pour> it out. <laughs> um so We're here for it I got my period um probably around 13 14 years old and it was painful and um heavy and went to the doctors and they said, oh, that's just a part of being a woman that a couple of years. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> they should be charged every time they say that. Yeah, should be a fine. Okay. They should have a jar in their box, in their yeah. office that it, once they say that, yeah. they have to put a dollar yeah. or no, a hundred dollars. Yeah, a hundred dollars. I agree. <laughs> so, um. I got my period and things weren't right. And I was then sent to a gynecologist and they put me on birth control and that helped a little bit. It helped my flow lighten a little bit. I was more regular, mm-hmm. um, but my mental health wasn't great. Like looking back, like I just thought I was being a teen, but there was a lot that I think was a symptom or a cause of my birth control, but I'll get mm-hmm. into that after. 
Um, so I was put on birth control and then I started to get recurrent urinary tract infections and it just became a vicious cycle of painful periods, UTIs, antibiotics for years. <laughs> there was like no answer for me. It was just like, this is how it is. You take the antibiotic, oh right? And uh, you go so home brutal. and hopefully the symptoms go away. And they did to some point, but I still struggled with it's like did ish. Like it's just a band-aid, band-aid yeah. some of the problem, like some of the blood's coming out over the side kind of shit. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's not covering the whole wound. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up um going to going through life, pushing through. I didn't know I was struggling with chronic pain. I just was like, okay, it is, this is how it is. Like, mm-hmm. I, there's nothing else I can do. And I grew up with a mom who was chronically ill. My mom ha- has lupus okay. and yeah. she was diagnosed at a very young age. So I've grown up seeing somebody in chronic pain, um, but I never really connected myself with that at that point. Like it was just, yeah, you're too young. You you don't understand, right? And as no. I started to go into university, um, I pushed through. I graduated. I don't know how because there were so many sick days. So many adrenaline days. baby. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. I had to. I went to school for creative advertising, and it was like near the end of graduation. Like you had to do your thesis. You had to uh, present and to all these. advertising executive so it was very high paced and I don't know how I did it but I did it um and then I I got into the workforce and I got into media and things got a little bit better because one of my co-workers um asked me if I ever saw naturopath and at that point I had no idea. I'm like, what do you mean a naturopath? And they're like, hey, they explained it all to me. Mm-hmm. And I gave it a shot and I went to go see her. And she brought up the first time I've heard interstitial cystitis, the first time I've heard endometriosis, like not the mm-hmm. first time, because I've done my research over the years. But the first it's like someone saying it, someone else from, is saying it to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from a medical professional of sorts, right? Yeah, like, yeah. even though it's not Western medicine, it was still somebody who understood what I was going yeah, through. They have a version of the medical degree. Yeah. Exactly. I love my naturopath. <laughs> they're so smart. I love how they're able to connect the pieces. Yeah. And so that really helped my recurrent urinary tract infections. So I was able to oh, finally supplements mm-hmm. and things that helped it didn't take away completely but I wasn't getting a UTI every time I was intimate and which like was multiple times a month like I would get a UTI at the beginning of the month take an antibiotic in the middle of the month be intimate again the end of the month another UTI like it was just a vicious so brutal brutal. antibiotics just are like awful for you if you keep taking them like if you for like recurrent effect infections like eventually you just like develop yeah, you get immunity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then what if you really need them, like for something more serious than like a mm-hmm. UTI, like a blood infection? Yeah. Right. That it could be life threatening. Mm-hmm. And it's very scary. And so 
actually, I'm getting to the point of my timeline that I saw this naturopath, things were a little bit better. I was managing a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, I got a UTI and my family doctor uh, gave me my regular antibiotic, which many of you guys probably know, Macrobid. And um, I took that wasn't working my pain was not going away so I became well the bacteria became resistant to macrobid because I was using it so consistently and I then was put on without any testing of the bacteria of what would work they was just I was blindly given ciprofloxacillin barf your stomach and oh not even I'm like I don't know what that is and I mean I was like (laughs) I had recurrent tonsillitis before I was diagnosed with celiac disease and eventually my tonsils and adenoids were removed before even before that oh yeah oh man it's it's a hard antibiotic um it was actually I believe created to sort of combat um anthrax the stuff in male anthrax it's that strong to combat that yeah chemical so chemical warfare (laughs) that's literally what it is in my body like that's what it feels like too though and jesus it gets better (laughs) it gets so much better so i unfortunately had an adverse reaction to one pill and so i took the pill took my dog for a walk came home laid on the couch my dad was on the other couch I was probably like 24 at the time still living at home Mm -hmm. and um I'm like dad my like my Achilles hurt like something's off and he goes well it was summertime so he's like you were wearing flip-flops on your walk maybe it just Mm -hmm. aggravated I'm like this feels weird then I thought like what's different the antibiotic Mm -hmm. so I did research and lo and behold health canada says if you get these symptoms to call the doctor or call not the doctor but the 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 line there's a line to like call poison control not poison control <laughs> but like a like a nurse practitioner telehealth. oh telehealth. telehealth yeah yes i don't know why that didn't come to me but yeah so i called telehealth and I'm telling us a traumatic and- story it's okay <laughs> to forget things <laughs> <laughs> you guys are awesome so i yeah so I had a one pill and it had a reaction to my Achilles tendons and I believe tendons throughout my body. That's insane. Um, So I stopped taking it. They put me on another antibiotic. I slowly recovered, but it it took a while. So I'm like, I'm not against antibiotics by any means. They save lives, but I'm very cautious now. Of when you do take it? Yeah. That makes me just like, what... If you're going to the same doctor over, over and over again, they're just like willy nilly just passing you these. Like, should they not have just like been like, let's maybe take a step back for a beat and figure out why you keep getting them? Right. Yeah, like well, what is this bacteria? In uh, your after body? after that, he did send me to a urologist where they did a cystoscopy to see like what could be causing my recurrent tra- urinary mm-hmm. tract infections, and nothing was found and they told me like front to back make sure you're clean with intimacy like all I just it, it okay that's really, like low-key degrading like I'm a fucking 24 year old woman I think I know <laughs> how to like wipe clean after my I vagina piss. like thank yeah. you very much I would have been that's like what I was tell me anything else like is there anything 
else that you can enlighten me with, please? Sir? Like, There's nothing blocking my urethra, like, or anything that bacteria would get trapped. And he's like, nope, you're fine. You're healthy. So he sent me on my way. And then I was 28 years old in 2018. And I had a great job, enjoyed my work. And all of a sudden, I could not sit without pain um after and this was after a UTI and the pain felt like somebody was taking a dagger and sticking it up my urethra and my vagina at the same time and like holy twisting. shit oh, it I was throw up thinking and it about is that. yeah it, is. it hurts my vagina right now it's tingling oh, I'm sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that you went through that pain, but I'm like, oh my oh, god! It's something I would not. Amanda's like, having lightning oh, crotch. Okay. Just thinking. <laughs> Good old lightning crotch. Yeah, oh my god! I actually feel really queasy. Oh, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Don't apologize. That's a me. Yeah. I can't. No, that's a me problem. <laughs> I'm making it about myself. <laughs> so it got to the point where I was sent to a gynecologist again and at this point in 2018 they're like have you seen a pelvic floor therapist (laughs) no Mm -hmm. (laughs) nobody's ever recommended that and they're like well that could be what's causing your problems so I went to go see so hold on that could be the cause of your problems and Mm. I said to them what about endometriosis I said, I've been struggling with painful periods, abdominal pain, pelvic pain, vulvodynia, all of that combined within the last 10, 15 years. Like, wouldn't that warrant me to get investigated mm-hmm. for this condition? And they told me that because I did not try to conceive oh, and God. fail, yeah. Yeah, womp, womp that I don't have endometriosis like they didn't even care about the pain part of endometriosis they only cared about the fertility part and that blew my mind at this Mm -hmm. point I'm educated I've done my research I began to advocate for myself so that's I think the answer to the we started with how did why did I start the happy pelvis (laughs) this is why is yeah. because it took me so long to find answers and, and you never stopped like trying along the way which is like no I kept going and my body is now I'm trying to so my nervous system is very upregulated and I bet, yeah because I've been in pain since childhood and I don't know anything else mm-hmm. if that yeah, makes you sense. don't know what it's like not to be in pain right so do you have very high cortisol because I could just imagine you probably do just being in just an like a fight or flight all the time surprisingly my cortisol is okay a lot of my labs come back okay um Mm. I was also on top of pelvic conditions um I was uh tested for lupus because my mom has yeah Yeah. and that came up positive in one of the tests Mm at that point in 2018 so I have that diagnosis that also really impacts well. your nervous system right so you, and you have fibromyalgia and, and endo oh so here's my list um 
endometriosis diagnosed through a surgical excision. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can get into that after, um, and then pelvic floor dysfunction, which I'm still in PT once, twice a week because I can't calm my nervous system down to calm my, to teach my floor muscles to relax. So it's a constant battle because my cycle comes with different pain levels and it's just Mm -hmm. goes up and down. So, um, Say talking about there your <laughs> list keep going I'm already bored of it I'm just like okay guys next. Um, <laughs> pelvic floor dysfunction um lupus fibromyalgia which was diagnosed by my rheumatologist who diagnosed me with lupus um so that causes a lot of muscle stiffness and muscle pain mm-hmm. throughout my body so there's a lot of overlapping pain conditions that I deal with every day mm. um I also struggled with migraines, not chronically, not anymore. There was a point where it was, but um, yeah, migraines are a part of the mix as well. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so I started the Happy Pelvis as an Instagram account and a blog. And I shared my story, realized I wasn't alone. And I just continued sharing things that I learned along the way. I went to a pelvic floor therapist, educated myself on the pelvic floor muscles. Um, I went to support groups. I did different things that would help me help others on this journey using that platform, if it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it does make sense. We use multiple platforms too, to kind of, yeah, spread the message and advocate and yeah, bring awareness to the subject. Like, living in chronic pain is no joke. So like, Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear about like, what you do to get through every day, because like, yeah, it's that's got to be a lot for you. And, and what things have you tried? And if you have like people who are listening, like, we always say they're like, recommend like soft recommendations you know like these Mm -hmm. don't like it might not work for you so please please yeah Yeah. what works for you (laughs) yeah and it has to work for you so (laughs) yeah exactly things that work for you and yeah yeah how do you do it we're not medical professionals but um by any means but uh (laughs) i so one thing that has helped me significantly um has been suppositories so I have different options so I have an option that has uh, gabapentin which is a nerve medication alongside baclofen which is a muscle relaxer so by using both of those I am calming the nerves in my pelvis that might be irritated or affected by tightness like muscle tension or disease possible disease um uh, so I use That's a incredible. lot. I didn't even realize that that was an option available. I know whenever I have like a yeast infection too, I like the suppository treatment because it works like super fast and it's like instant relief. So like, because yeah, you're targeting that area directly. Yeah. Even it's for so a hemorrhoid important. too, like it yeah. was that the initial part sucks, but like the, the relief after it's worth it, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, 
Another tool, a medication I use. So since my last surgery, so I've had a couple of endometriosis surgeries. Um, the first one wasn't successful. It did not help my pain. But the second one was with a specialist who focused on pelvic nerves. Um, okay. Yo, so... hit me up with that. <laughs> Who's that? Doctor? Yeah. Tell me later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll share. So he's the pretty much the one and only doctor in Toronto who can do pelvic nerve excision. Um, and oh. that's Dr. Limos at Mount Sinai and Women's oh. College. Um, and I was referred to him um from my pain doctor at women's college hospital because my first surgery wasn't a success. And okay. uh, so I use gabapentin, oral gabapentin um, for pain that really helps my nerve pain because since surgery, I have a lot of sciatica that goes down mm -hmm. my leg mm -hmm. and I have slow, I'm sure you guys can relate to this with your, your bowel obstacles. Like I have very slow motility so I have oh I'm the opposite oh, uh, I, I, I like look at food and it, it's already run, oh. right on through me oh man oh can we change bodies yeah it differs for me because yeah, I have I'm my BS so sometimes I get uh, like all I won't shit for like days yeah I like yeah when you can feel it like you're just like oh my god like, and just let it go like I why don't I have the urge yeah. <laughs> so, yeah I have I am the opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> so <laughs> because of my constipation that it's not even constipation like it gets through my system it's just a lot slower so it like mm. backs up a little bit more so that pressure really puts uh pressure and uh pain directly on my pelvic floor muscles and those yeah. nerves could innervate it and since my surgery I've been struggling so I've I haven't been able to get off gabapentin like I hoped after surgery um another medication or let's go with tools I use a lot of um what do you call them essential oils so like, for example, beside me right now, I have like lavender. I just like put it on my temples. That really mm -hmm. helps calm my nervous system when I'm having I love a little lavender anxiety. roll before bed. Oh, on yeah. On my temples. And I put it like on my like lymph nodes, like on my neck. Yes. And I sniff it. And I'm like, mm -mm -mm. my face like... lotion has lavender in it. My nighttime face best? lotion. Yeah. It's like it changes things. Or like yeah. those lavender scented pillows. I also have like you can actually see in the video that's like dried lavender so I also like fluff it up you know my little plant before bed it's great there you go yeah so I use different different oils that help me calm down um I also use like um what do you call this I have everything on my beside my bed because <laughs> why everybody was chronic illness <laughs> that? yeah yeah um, you have the medicine use, cabinet in two areas of your home. Oh, the best! That the Sunday's I love Sunday's cream. 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 Yep, it's wonderful. Their that... heat pack is my favorite as well. It's the best one. It's the <laughs> one. Many times. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, that's one of my favorites. I like put that on, but then I also do like an electrical heat pad because I need a little bit more heat mm -hmm. than that some days. But then I like the weight of having the some days one on top of it. Mm -hmm. It's just perfect <laughs> yeah that yeah. pressure can feel really nice yeah. mm -hmm. sometimes um, especially if you're having like pelvic or hip pain 
I like laying on my foam roller with like my hips mm -hmm. out. It feels so good. <laughs> it's so painful, but it feels so good at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, like that. Yeah. So you said you still see your, you go to your pelvic floor therapist once or twice a week. Is there anything mm -hmm. else along those lines? Like, do you still see your naturopath? Um, no, I have not seen my naturopath. I have to be completely honest with all the listeners. I've been sort of taking a doctor hiatus. I've been like over bombarded with medical Understandable. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten that down that path yet because I feel like I'm managing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. It's still not great if I'm being honest, but I've been avoiding it just because like, for example, I would have to go to my family doctor, explain new symptoms. My family doctor's retiring soon. <gasps> Mine retired like two years ago. Uh, it, it was the worst day of my life. Right? <laughs> I've and also talked about my sucks. like obsession with my family doctor. <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> like when you have somebody for so long and they know your yeah. medical history and the fact that there's a shortage of family yeah. doctors in Ontario right now it's yep. incredibly stressful thinking that I might not be able to find a solid one who's will be able mm -hmm. to support my needs but I have a that doctor could in my be. hometown and I'm scared yeah. that she's going to like kick you out give me the boot because she oh. keeps bringing it up every appointment and I'm like but my mom lives here and she's like oh, my mom's in a long-term oh care home and I'm like I'm I care for her. So like, keep me. please. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. My family doctor like is in my hometown, which is like an hour and a half, two hours. And he's, he's never the one who retired when he took over his practice. They've never knock on wood have cared that I don't like live there because my parents yeah. do. And they're just like, you're fine. I'm like, God bless you. <laughs> if, if you have somebody with a home address, that's your parent. Like that's like the only way that you can keep the doctor. Yeah. Now. But yeah. I was gonna say, Michelle, like, mm -hmm. does maybe I, I'm not like pushing anything on you, like it's you do you, girl. But like, perhaps maybe that could be an option of to go back to a natural path if you need, because at least they're they can do some of the same ish things. Like they can run blood tests and you have to pay tests. for it, but they can they can do certain things that a, a doctor can. Exactly, and that's a good point. That's a good way to look at it because I do want to get back in there and start getting help in different ways like I said yeah. like I'm, in, I'm taking the medications mm -hmm. in PT every day I do my at-home exercises I do my deep breathing I do my yeah. meditation I yeah. do all the things it's exhausting Self -care it is, is exhausting. it can be a lot and I honestly like when I got diagnosed my mom was like you need to go see a naturopath and I was like I don't know <laughs> but I went Yep. And yeah, and I, I fucking love her. I see her every four weeks religiously. Um, I go for her primarily for acupuncture, and she does. Um, mostly I went originally for acupuncture for my endometriosis, so it helps like with blood flow. And it actually like I've been seeing her for close to two years now, and I've I have seen an a, like a lot of. I want to say the word increase, but I feel like that could be like the opposite of what I mean, but like positive increase to my periods and to the pain since okay. seeing her I also see an osteopath god bless her love her very much and I feel like that also has really helped with that um and she also helps with my pain in my legs and my feet which I have not knock on wood had for a really long time like sometimes my endo pain would be so bad I couldn't feel my legs or my feet and I had a lot of pain in my hips 
I don't really, I don't get that anymore because she puts needles like down my legs, in my ankles, in my, like basically my toes. <laughs> no feet pics, but like pretty much. <laughs> and she does like my wrists and then obviously yes. like my abdomen. And then she also does my TMJ. So she puts, I have like, uh, I think it's eight needles on each side of my face. I need that right now. And it helps to relax. <laughs> and it's so nice. It honestly, yeah. okay, because we all know now as we have grown up and they're become connected. adults that they're connected. Yep. Man and I were mindful about that. Um, and it's like, I know, it's so it. helpful. And like, for me, I don't feel like I'm go I'm going to see a doctor. Hmm. Like, it's a, it's me time. It's, it's a half an hour. Exactly. It's a half an hour that I get to shoot the shit with my naturopath, catch her up on how I've been doing this last cycle because I go once a month tell her how my last cycle was because we have it lined up where it should be like right after my period. Sometimes it doesn't because I'm still a little bit irregular, but not as bad as it used to be. And then I lay on the table and she puts on relaxing music and she puts like little essential oils on my face, needles me up, up puts a heat, a heater on my toes or my tummy, depending on what I feel like that day. And then she pisses off for 20 minutes, comes back, <laughs> takes them out, should we chat a little bit more? And then every few months I, I go for not for acupuncture, but for like a naturopath actual check, like follow up. She'll rerun my bloods. We talk about my supplements. If I need to change any, like, it's the best. Like, I don't feel like I'm going to a doctor. Like, That's, I feel like I'm, I'm going for like me time once a month. It's amazing. It's super That's nice. That's exactly how I feel when I go to PT. My yeah. PT and I will shoot the shit. She also has, as her training in acupuncture so awesome. she's able to do both treatments within one session of being Bless. there and like you said the toes everything the the on the wrist yeah. everything and I love it you because I get it in one spot yeah mm-hmm. and it, like you said it's like your, yeah it's that person that you connect with and mm-hmm. on a deeper level and they understand the nitty gritty parts of your life pretty much. Like they're pretty yeah. awesome. Pretty yeah. Having that mind. trust is really yeah. good. Having those yeah. practitioners is really good to have, to really find. Yeah. Really and, and I get all them. my supplements mm-hmm. like very through her and like her level, like, like you can only get from a natural path. And I feel like that's really helped too. The types of supplements she makes me take, even though sometimes I'm like, not the best with taking them. I, I'm a, I'm a lot better. <laughs> she holds me accountable. I'm like some people have had really bad experiences with naturopaths, though. Oh, for sure, well. my mom did. My mom had a terrible, mm. like terrible one when she was younger. So it is obviously like anything else. Like I feel like I got lucky with the first one I found, and my osteopaths at the same clinic. They're actually cousins. It's so cute. <laughs> so like one week I'm seeing her, and the next week I'm seeing her cousin, and they like they talk and they share what's going on with me. So if I'm seeing one and then you off the other for a few weeks like it's just like it's it's a vibe I have to say I'm like telling I tell everyone in my life Love like it. you need to see an osteopath and you need to like get needles in your body where where are they located are they in the west end or so in- I'm not in the city yeah I don't live I don't live in the she's city. not in Toronto she's like in Hamilton I'm like in Stony Creek area now oh, okay cool yeah. so they're in Stony Creek um love them so much uh so but I mean Toronto's kind of like the plethora of where you can get to where both of their schools, the schools are right for both, but. Well, there's like actually a lot like more choice with practitioners because we both, well, like all of us live in like huge metropolitan areas, right? So we have a lot of options when it comes to like healthcare professionals. It's easier to kind of like 
yeah. uh, sort them out too. Like you can look up reviews and there's usually like a few people who have said something or have gone like experienced, um, like working with those professionals. So it's, you got to find what works for you. Right. And it's not like, it's not everybody's thing. I really yeah. feel for the people that live outside of the metropolitan areas because of the fact of it, they have to really know what specialist they're going to because like that travel time, if it's going to take them two hours there and two hours back, that's a big chunk of their day. So like research, yeah. being able to research your doctors before and having those resources online is super helpful. Yeah. Um, having access to a phone, reliable internet, like all those things definitely yeah, like yeah keeps you fortunate and like having multiple methods of bringing forth a topic like you have like a, a sign right you have that poster I think that's really mm -hmm. important too and like being across different platforms doing like blog or Instagram because like not everybody like can read like a full blog like it's yeah. too much right for that different, different uh platforms for different people and what they're what they enjoy and what yep. they enjoy to intake their information. Some people don't like reading, so they'll check in with a podcast instead. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's kind of what we started to do too, right? So we obviously have this, we have a blog, yeah. which you're going to have a blog post that's going to come clips. out at the same time. And then we do, yeah, we have a TikTok as TikTok. well as yeah. uh, two Instagram pages. Yeah. Um, and Ooh. the TikTok, I try to keep like fun. Like sometimes I even post TikToks that have nothing to do just because sometimes it's just, you just want something funny. Veronica like is an influencer. Not, no, <laughs> we have, actually, our TikTok is way like, I need help. I like more followers than our, than our it's, Instagram. It's a lot is. of work. Like, and then sometimes like, I totally like jumped off the wagon. I was like, I can't do social media for a while. Yeah. And, on yeah, TikTok, like, every once in a while I go on, I'm like, oh, I see Amanda's face. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she's alive. Yeah. People think she knows she's, she's alive because we have so many, especially younger. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have male followers too, but I mean, we're predominantly female followers. On TikTok, yeah. I find it's a lot of younger girls, Definitely. and a lot of them don't have Instagram. Like tick, it's just TikTok. Like Instagram's the equivalent of Facebook for them. I'm like, ew, I know TikTok only. Like, so sometimes yeah, I like, fun. Like the other day, I made a TikTok because like a, a trend right now is like the white boy of the month. So you can like you rate the white boys. Got Killian Murphy right off the bat. Ended it right there because I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um sometimes gotta keep it fun and light you know and then we just we'll do educational videos on tiktok like for like celiac awareness month for example or end awareness month we do videos throughout the month and then we also like do funny funny videos yeah <laughs> for, like funny sounds really, like, yeah silly. i want to try to do light. more funny videos like i want to make it lighter i feel like a lot of my content Here? is yeah. like educational but I'm like, I'm not funny. Like, but mm -hmm. you are funny. Uh, you can you be made funny. us laugh a bunch of times. There's you're a good. hump you have to get over though, because there is a bit of an ick factor to yourself to like. Yeah, you're like, I'm videos. disgusting and I'm not. I'm funny. like, someone I fucking yeah. know is going to see me like <laughs> fucking lip singing to a it's TikTok and I'm going to want to kill myself. But. <laughs> Bruce, I'm like yeah. it's fine yellow you gotta put it up there put it into the yeah, that's the thing. A lot of our TikTok, like yeah, a lot of our TikToks it. I don't put on our Instagram because I feel like our Instagram's 
a little bit more reserved than her TikTok. You know, you gotta, you gotta, gotta I'm gonna check out your TikTok. I think I put out one or two TikToks and I'm like, okay, I was confused. I'm like, why do I feel like I'm 80 years old first time? I actually, when I, we first got TikTok, I actually had to, I, I sat down. And, and I like read articles and, yeah. on how to TikTok. I was like, I am so old. <laughs> but now I'm like, I'm so I good at TikTok. I'm like, it's so much fun. It's actually fun. Like, I don't have to go on Instagram anymore. Like, personally, I just I just scroll our, our pip TikTok. <laughs> and sometimes I, the algorithm gets like, sometimes it gets for a little me. too much for me but I'm on and the then spectrum, I'm like liking so stuff I'm like, I'm like oh my god I'm liking <laughs> videos on white boy of the month on these girls pages as like pip <laughs> it's fine yeah sometimes like, this is targeted. you forget you're like oh it's not yeah. just me do it no got like it. No. I the amount <laughs> yeah. of Jacob Elordi edits I have right now from Saltburn. I'm just like yes I want all of them and I'm like I'm here I, on like a pip account I'm like okay I don't even know what you're talking about it's fine we'll talk about it we'll talk about it another time I have to it's watch so that show it's on yes, my you do. absolutely okay. you do don't think of me differently tonight. after you watch it okay, that's I'm all I'm gonna say <laughs> don't think of me differently after you watch it and then you're gonna message me and you're gonna tell me what how is the show Saltburn? Yeah, Amanda, we're going to talk about it at a later date, me and you. Okay, okay. It's on my list for you. I think. On my list. Uh, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved it so much. I want to watch it again. So I got one last question for you, and then we're going to play a game. I'm let you okay. go on with the rest yeah. of the thing. So if you could tell women men anyone with a pelvic floor but specifically those with uterine pelvic floor issues such as ourselves and the chronics of the pain and the chronics of the pain if there's something that you could tell them from your own lived experience and self-advocacy to like keep their motivation high what would it be That's a good question. That's a long answer. Um, I would say not to give up. Yeah. I I didn't give up and it led me to answers. Um, there is help out there. Um, and knowing how to communicate your pain to your doctors can mm-hmm. be very important. Um, especially if they're not educated on the pelvic pain conditions that you may be uh, dealing with. So using clear, descriptive um, Definitely language. assume that they're not. Because right. they're not, usually. Because women's health isn't really talked about still. Like the education system is still like 35 years behind. Yeah. Exactly. And everything's <laughs> underfunded under women's health. Uh, There's not enough funding to help that portion. But um, yeah, mention, I would say, be very specific. And if your doctor is not listening to you, you have every right to get a second opinion, to get a third opinion, to get a fourth opinion, because there is help out there and there are doctors who are doing the research who are trying to get us better care it's just it's going to take some time um but yeah um keep trucking 
keep on trucking. I'm swimming. Um, <laughs> finding Nemo. I, it's funny. I watched Finding Dory um, the other night. So when you I, love, I, love, I have a tattoo on my foot that says walk it off. And Oh my god, uh, cute. Oh, I love that. It's I broke my ankle as a teenager and my sister and I my sis we were in high school. My sister was three years older than me. I broke my ankle at school and I hopped to the car at the end of the day and she was like embarrassed of me, of course. (laughs) Walk it off, you're fine, walk it off, you're gonna be okay. We're so mean to each other. (laughs) Home, take off my shoe, my ankle's huge. Oh my god. We have like an inside joke of like with any like happens in our life when shit hits the fan just walk it off and um at my second surgery a few weeks after my surgery I fell down some stairs and oh my God. I injured a nerve in my foot anyways I, everything goes wrong with my body but anyways so it's I don't know where I was going with this but I have a tattoo that says walk it off and I find it pretty funny how we have to keep pushing forward with our conditions like it's I don't know where I was going it with sucks that. it's not like, like it you're walk, like you it's not walk like it off yeah and it's not saying like walk it off like walk the pain off like your sister originally told <laughs> told you to right do. yeah it's right. more of like it's not real walk off the bullshit keep pushing you got it yeah mm-hmm. and cry if you need to fucking yeah. find support groups like you did like yeah. reach out to people that you need to and like cut people out that don't get it like don't support you Bye, and, 2024 and don't listen mm-hmm. yeah yeah, if you, um, yeah snip, they're snip. Out. yeah mm-hmm. because like you don't need that shit like not at all if you're right. living in in chronic pain you need people that understand and you need like a healthcare professional that you can trust and like yeah whoever that is wherever they work it doesn't matter as long as you're being taken care of and your needs are being met like that's all that matters exactly <laughs> so let's play a game let's end let's it off on a high game. let's play a fun game we always play a game um in our um in our podcast I'm like in our episodes there's a word I'm looking for so you kind of already you kind of already touched on it a little bit when you were listing off things but I'm gonna like challenge you and say you're traveling on a trip and we've played this game a few times before in variations and some people take it like way too literally like <laughs> there's running water where you're going okay you're going on a trip to a desert island and you can only take three things for your pelvic pain slash overall health yeah you're in a desert island with a trailer hooked up to a janitor yeah, you with can, all the necessary amenities if you need a microwave it will magically appear yeah but what are like you don't have to bring the kettle okay but what are the three items you would take you can only choose three only three hmm i would probably say my period underwear oh my god i'm i'm so, we're so obsessed with those in our later years yes oh my goodness like i wish i had that when i was dealing with as a teenager like life would be so oh, much easier. you know what i don't think i'd have so worn them as a teenager that would probably give me such an ick i'd be like that's so embarrassing but like nyx has really cute designs bed. like i know nyx- they do now yeah they do yeah, now for sure true. but back then that's true i i would be like oh no those are granny undies. that's not a thong <laughs> that's not a g-string <laughs> exactly <Literally. laughs> Ew, I hate that. I, like, I like, made myself suffer for so many years wearing thongs and I had vulvodynia and I'm like, why did I do that to myself? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why? Why am I wearing this underwear that does not help me at all? It's not even underwear. Like, it's a string. Right. Especially the G strings. Like, the what is this? Like, the little triangle at the top of your ass? Like, okay. 
<laughs> next okay, subject. So, so um, period underwear. So what's period. your next one? <laughs> um, ooh. <laughs> I would need some pain management. So I'm like, what would I bring mm-hmm. as pain management? Would I bring a hot water like would I bring a hot water bottle that I would like fill up with the ocean water and like put over like, okay I, I live there's in a kettle you can plug there's in a, your heating there's pad a kettle you can kettle. plug in your heating pad there's a microwave the like you, oh, okay. heat, let's just say heat pack this is an Airbnb sorts. on a desert island <laughs> <laughs> we should stop playing this game no one gets it okay so your... <laughs> so okay period underwear which you can wash it's washable yep. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A heat pack slash hot water bottle. What's your exactly. Favorite? Third. Hmm. Oof. Um. Oh, this is hard. I'm deciding between a few. Hold on. Oh, it's a it's really hard. <laughs> what else would I bring? Um, what do I love and need and I use every day? I guess medication, essential oils. Yeah, I would say medication. Okay, if you have to take medication, like it's, you don't have to pick that. You can bring your Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah, your essential oils. Your medication's a necessity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about like, I have to bring all my my sage products. Here, okay. Your essential oils. (laughs) Love it. Okay. Period underwear, hot water bottle, essential Essential oils. oils. I I would be pretty pretty, similar. I'm pretty similar to you. I love that. So, okay. How about now to end it off, Michelle? Plug yourself. Where can our listeners find the happy pelvis? Yeah. So you can find me mostly on Instagram because I'm old. <laughs> and I'm not really on TikTok. However, I do have a TikTok, Facebook, and Pinterest. Um, and you can find Ooh. me under the happy pelvis. And um, you can also get an amazing resource that myself and another Canadian pelvic pain um, patient who is from Vancouver, her and I worked on a resource guide that is accessible um, for many individuals online. It's free and downloadable. So you can find that at, hold on, <laughs> the, at happypelvis.ca, the happypelvis.ca slash uh, pelvic pain resource guide. You could also go to my uh, homepage and you'll find a button uh, on the homepage that will link you directly to it. If you So the happypelvis.ca is the place to go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I also have a podcast, um, which I have have the first season mm-hmm. up, which I viewed some Canadian practitioners. So that's on Apple, Spotify, and Google platforms. And it's awesome. the same title. I have to follow you. Yes, and I'd love to have you guys on. To say, Amanda, we're literally we're gonna go on. <laughs> we're gonna go yeah. on. Yes, <laughs> please. I'm, awesome. this I love that. Thank you. I'd want to have more patients come on and share their journeys and get their voices heard. So I would love for you guys to chit chat and be a little bit more. Like the first season was very like I was learning how to podcast, and I'm yeah, going back and that. like. It was boring. Like that was really boring. So I really like what you guys are doing here. So I we were more chaotic, oh, but you. I don't think the chaos is going anywhere. It's our sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> it's There's your sparkle. sparkle. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we would love that. We'll so uh, we much. plan that yes. too. Hit us up. Absolutely. And thank you so much for coming on. So be sure to check Michelle and the happy pelvis out. And thank you so much. 
Thank you for having me. See you guys soon. Absolutely. That's a wrap from us at PIP. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on all the socials at the PIP Podcast at Periods and Pain. Also, don't forget to check out our weekly blog posts every Sunday at periodsandpain.ca. Until next time, keep pipping. The PIP Podcast is a division of Periods and Pain. The PIP Podcast is produced and edited by Veronica Guido and Amanda Thompson. Social media by Veronica Guido and Amanda Thompson.